Wow, that was the most unnecessary 10 minutes waste of my life that I've ever heard. Yes. Yeah. And Can so you just, tell him to change my oil? Yes, I will, man. <laughs> yes. Maybe those rings movies just came out and you're not glad I'm If you feel it, you see, then take a moment and listen to the IFNC podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 129 of the IFNZ podcast. One more. One more. That's all we got left in us. Another one. <laughs> we don't have a lot left in the tank. No. We're getting old. Yep. We're uh, we're approaching mid-30s. I'm a man of few words. I'm going to try and say as little as I possibly can this episode. <laughs> Great. This will be wonderful. Yep. Because I'll just ramble on. Absolutely. Um. So there are rabbits. That walk on their front legs. Why? <laughs> well, <laughs> and at first it sounds like, oh, that looks funny. like the thing like the dogs do. You ever see the videos of the dogs that like stand on their front legs and then they like pee because they don't want their the dogs are almost like they're they don't want um they don't want like the pee to hit their their body part at all. So they they'll stand on their like front legs and they pee out that way. Okay, and then they just like get back down eventually. That isn't this. Um, right. Yeah. I'm this just is actually a mutation. It's kind of sad, but they look funny. They're so mutants? They're, they're, uh, they're mutant rabbits. Ooh. Um, it is. Is the, that one the Cyclops one? It is the. Uh, they're French rabbits. It's a lineage of French rabbits <laughs> that. Uh, what have, are they called? Uh, uh, let's find them. Do you know. Uh, uh, are the rabbits. Is, that, is there a French word for rabbit? Um, is it rabbit? It is the uh, Sauteur de Alfort or the Alfort jumper. Let me see it. Uh, we're at point it to me or Seder. <laughs> there you go that's has to be the correct way to do it i'm almost 20 percent positive <laughs> <laughs> um but essentially what is going on is they have a genetic mutation to where like their spine won't let them run oh no uh like with with their hind legs walk? So when they when they are moving slowly, like regular movement and whatnot, they can do it on all fours. Like they can just walk on all fours, like normal. I like doing it on all hey, fours. There you go. Um, but then when they when they have to run, mm-hmm. they hop up on their front legs and run like that. Wow. Like there's like a spine issue that's genetic. You think that doesn't allow their back legs to work fast? You think that if we had a race between a a standard rabbit and this genetically mutated rabbit that would that it would be able to compete well. Um, I'm gonna say no. Close to the same fast. I, I'm gonna say no. I don't know for certain. Do um, you think it could still beat a turtle? Yeah, I think in so. a foot race. <laughs> yeah, and and I would like to say <laughs> I wanted I, when I got to the end of this article, they say the same genetic mutation also exists in some horses. Oh, but I don't think that the horses. Uh, now, have adapted to the mutation the same way the rabbits have because you I can, can imagine see, a horse. I was gonna say like I can see <laughs> this in my head. I mean, not just with the picture, but I could see this visually in my head right. how it would work out. I want to see the video of the horse. <laughs> I don't think that. I just don't think that they can adapt the same way the rabbit can. Wouldn't that be so cool to watch though? <laughs> can I see that race though? <laughs> I want to watch horse races that are only the genetically mutated horses racing against each yeah. other. Now, that's arguably like a horrible, horrible thing. Could be. Absolutely. Because that's like basically saying like, hey, you want to see, you see like mentally handicapped people yeah. racing against each other. Yeah. You know, I mean, and then you would just be at the Paralympics. Right. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I've Which, done that before. Um, As long as they're enjoying it and you're not making fun of it. No, I volunteered. It was awesome. I mean, I wasn't really talking about the Paralympics. I was talking about the horses racing. Do you think the horses would volunteer? <laughs> They'd say nay. 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 <laughs> no thanks. Dude, I have some food news I want to tell you about. Lay it on me, fella. Krispy Kreme has a new Oreo donut. Two new Oreo donuts, actually, that are coming out starting April 18th. So. But there's only one Oreo. How can they have two different Oreo donuts? Two different, uh, two different takes. Two options. The Oreo cookie glazed donut. So you glaze the, it's glazed with Oreo. Do you want to make this a game? You want to guess? Yes, what I it do. Is? Actually. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so an Oreo glazed donut. Don't give me any more hints. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oreo cookie glazed donut. So they're going to make a glaze out of the creme. 
Um, and then they're going to have a chocolate donut. So it's a chocolate donut with a glaze of uh, like the filling of the cookie. Okay. This is smothering Oreo cookie glaze stuffed with cookies and cream filling. Okay. And then finished with an icing drizzling uh, Oreo pieces and Oreo cookie over the top. Okay, so it's like an it's an it's a cookies and cream filled donut with an a Oreo bits an, on it. I don't think Oreo. it has anything to do with the actual like creme in the middle. Oh, you don't think so? You don't think it's on a cookies the and cream? I mean, filling the, the cookies and cream filling. Yes, okay. I'm talking about the top because you'd said the top was the glaze. going to be the glaze was going to be cream. Instead. But you say it's got like bits of cookie in it though. On it in the glaze, it, yeah, on the glaze part of it. On the glaze part of it. Okay, yeah. So you'll get a little bit it's of a it in sloppy there. glaze. It's a sloppy donut yeah. inside and out. It's yeah. got it all over. If you yeah. want or if you don't like Oreo, you're fucked. You're going to like this donut, which <laughs> no, I don't know why I, you would thought you think you would. Not. Um, and then the other one is the Oreo cookie over the top donut. OK, so OTT is going to be um, the OCOTT is going to be um, a double decker donut. It's two donuts Ooh. Um, stacked on top of one another. Mm-hmm. Um, with and they're both chocolate donuts with cream in the middle, so it's like a. I don't know. Do they make like a traditional chocolate donut? Because you, I think, you know what I'm talking about. Like, (laughs) I know both of these have been chocolate. Yeah, uh, I'm just trying to help you out too as well (laughs) because the only chocolate donut I know of that's like that is like the chocolate cake donuts, and they don't make cake donuts at Krispy Kreme really. Yeah, that's true. But like, uh, if you go to Schnucks, they have like a, a chocolate regular like yeast donut. Okay. Um. So that's why I was I was thinking you were maybe thinking maybe it's, it's over the top. I'm gonna say maybe because I mean you know Schnucks they they do it different there they, they do they do a lot of things there they different. do things wild at Schnucks they do things crazy they are uh, I have once bought a pack of Skittles from there. <laughs> um. So for the sake of this, I know I'm wrong, but no, I'm, you're not. Imagine not really. this. Sure. Two chocolate donuts. What you're making that simulate, is going to be better than everything that they've made. It simulate but also from an economic standpoint. I don't think they're going to be like we're not going to make our money back from this donut. <laughs> it simulates the two chocolate cookies. I get you. And in the middle of that is a cream, and yeah. so you've got like this Oreo, but it's donuts instead of cookies. Yeah, that's See, I mean, it's better. That's because my OTT I, donut. We, you like the most stuff. I like the most stuff. Yeah. Because we want the cream. We yeah. want a, a lot of variety of cream to it. Mm-hmm. That would arguably be like a hockey puck's worth of cream. Yeah. Sandwiched between two <gasps> chocolate donuts. You could just do this. Like, just take a... Imagine this. <laughs> you a chocolate. Just, can you make a hockey puck of cream? Imagine Can this. I just have that only? <laughs> take a take a, a chocolate cake donut. Mm-hmm. Cut it down the middle, bagel yep. style. Yeah. Put a slather of creme, like a cream cheese, but just cream, no cheese. Yeah. Um. Put the top back on it, Oreo donut. <laughs> what if we did that? But you did the creme, and then the cheese was American. <laughs> you put on it with. It. I don't think it would go too well. <laughs> I don't either. But uh, you just said no cheese, and I was just like, let's double down. Let's get cheese, but make it real weird. <laughs> like that would Thinking be blue cheese. <laughs> like, and you could even use like Oreo cookie crumbles in your mm-hmm. donut mix. Yeah. So like you're, and then you use the cream in your cream. So like you actually use the parts of the Oreo to make your. Your donut if, if cookie. For, for like your birthday, if I figured out how to make the cream mixture that they make for like Oreo cookie. Right. And I just made you like cream pucks uh-huh. with no Oreo cookie. Uh-huh. Would you like that for your birthday? I don't think so. Well, have you tried I think it? you have to have a little bit of cookie to what balance if, it. What if I make like the thinnest cookies you've ever fucking Some seen? Thin like, like cookies. Like, you it's know, wafers, you, like it's yeah, communion wafer. <laughs> basically. But you know, like I was going to say like, you know, like a crepe. Uh, yeah, I do know. Think of that, but ten percent less. <laughs> <laughs> you know, would be good is like take a make a chocolate crepe, and then mm. like smear a an icing on it and, and roll, roll it up. up. Ooh, Oreo cookie roll, yum! They make those, and then you can like they, cut they, them and like, make it's like, actually like cake cake, right? You yeah, know, talking about like the cake absolutely. rolls, like a, like a pumpkin like a ho-ho, roll kind like of a, like, yeah, like that. Yeah, we made a ho ho, but it's Oreos. But you do it with uh, you do it with with a crepe. And then you cut it up and you make little sushi, little Oreo sushis. Mm-hmm. So the, you, for those of who have forgot, <laughs> this is the Oreo cookie over the top donut. Um, Oreo glaze with cookies and cream filling and comes topped with chocolate icing and an Oreo cookie wafer. Okay. So like a whole Oreo cookie wafer on the top. Nothing as seems well. as over the top after we just had that conversation, does it? No. It just kind of falls flat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it well, does. 
There's that idea, I guess. What doesn't fall flat is that they're going to bring back Doritos Roulette. Remember Doritos Roulette? I don't remember Doritos Roulette. Explain. So you would have, um, they had a couple different varieties of it that you could do. Um, typically, it would always have some variety that was a spicy, like overtly spicy um, chip that was mixed in it. So the chips would play well with each other. You would have one that would, for example, be like the traditional like nacho blue cheese. cheese and a buffalo or something like that. Um, maybe. The, the the biggest one and the one that they're bringing back is the one that would be like your traditional nacho cheese uh, Dorito. And then the one that looks like a nacho cheese Dorito as well, because the dusting and the color is everything is the same. Spicy. But it's a habanero one, like oh. a very like an extra habanero flavored one. And mm-hmm. so whenever you're pulling it out of the bag. You don't know. You don't know. You're playing the Russian roulette with I don't Doritos. Like so you don't know if you're going to get really spicy or if you're going to get delicious cheesy. I don't like that. Yeah. So stay tuned. <laughs> April 12th or after April 12th, it'll be on Walmart shelves again. So maybe the next time we do a live episode, we play a quick round of Doritos. Roulette. Yeah, I don't, that's fine with me. I don't mind a spicy chip. I just want to know that I'm doing it. Like that you're doing a spicy chip. Yeah. Like, like, I don't think like it's like when I chip, you chip, we chip. <laughs> exactly. Like, I don't mind eating sushi. Right. But. We don't, have a lot of sushi talk already. I don't know. It was just like a little top of mind. But yeah. like, don't tell me it's a cheeseburger. <laughs> like, what? You got to kind of, you got to prepare your palate. Like, don't be like, hey, this is a cheeseburger. And but it turns sushi. out to be sushi. Right. It just, or like. Do they have sushi that tastes like a cheeseburger? Because I want that one. I don't think so. Or here's this. Here's a Ew, better. Would it be cold? <laughs> have you had a cold cheeseburger before? Do you like that? Yeah. I mean, I have. I don't really love it. But I've also had warm sushi. Right, but that's what I mean. Warm sushi is different than a cold cheeseburger. Correct. Yeah, I would much prefer a warm sushi than a cold right, cheeseburger. Because warm works well with the rice and everything yeah. else that's already blended in with so it. So here's what I was going to say, though. is a better comparison than cheeseburgers and sushi. Sure. If I say this is Spanish rice or this is... Jasmine. Uh, like a like a, a, a fried rice, like a, a, an Asian fried rice of some sort. Yeah, um, I love Asian fried rice. And I also love like a Spanish rice or like, Spicy. you know, but what about Cajun? Throw it in there too. Can yeah. I have another plate? Or there's some Cajun <laughs> rice or some like some, some rice that some Zatarain. Absolutely. There's some Zatarain's <laughs> chilling out there. And I say, this is your, this is like egg fried rice. And you're like, yeah. oh, cool. And then you and get into it, it. And it's Spanish rice. Yes. Yes. It just doesn't, it's not nice. Mm-hmm. It's not nice. So Russian roulette, Doritos, not nice. Going back to sushi cheeseburger. How would we make that sushi cheeseburger? Okay, so we've got a we've got a. I guess we're gonna have to go seaweed. Now, you don't have to go seaweed. No, but I think I say what, for what, the, what could be. We, we'll just do a traditional seaweed, yeah. and it has rice with it too. Sure. But what do we do? We're just taking a fucking pounding out a burger. I'm and thinking burger, some like some like, like some loose burger in there, like you know, kind of. <laughs> you're <laughs> so loose. <laughs> you had like a. Like a like a green pepper, like the peppers, like the stuffed peppers. Yeah, where they do like the green pepper, and then it's got like uh, loose hamburger meat and rice and uh, sauce yeah, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. So like that. So let's go like a rice with a meat mix in it, uh-huh. and then you can you can lay a layer of. So we're thinking like traditional burger, though. I mean, yeah. are we talking like it would have said cheese, like an American, like you'd have your choice of cheese mixed. That's in where with. the seaweed gets a little rough. Is like I think cheese would be okay with it though. Can you, rep- here's a better idea. Can you replace the seaweed with cheese, with sliced cheese? <laughs> Just like, yeah. Like, like so exclude, keep vote, the rice. Yeah. We can also of, make this hot too. Thinly sliced cheese. We deep fried a cheeseburger and put rice in it. Yeah. So, <laughs> and then you can, so you got rice, burger, and then your cheese is your seaweed. Yeah. And then we could potentially do some other filling. So then you could get like some thin, like slice of pickle and some like, yeah. And then you drizzle like some ketchup or mustard okay. or whatever you're into on top mm-hmm. of it. Roll that shit up. I think that would be good. Yeah. I'm it's down. like the, like a hot burger. Remember the hot burger? I don't. I, I made that of. at the restaurant, but it was also on an episode of Rocket Power. What is, is it like a, just a hot dog you cut up in hamburger style? Uh huh. Or you could put it on a hamburger patty, or you could oh, put a hamburger yeah. on a hot dog. Okay, it's whichever you want to do. So it's a hot like, burger. It's your invention. You just fit the meat to that different size bun. You remember how hot dogs are hot dogs and hamburgers are hamburgers? Yes, sir. Do whatever you want as long as they're together. Somehow. Do you have to mix the two meats together? Sure, that's the plan. It's gonna in your mouth. Well, I didn't. No, no, no. I didn't know if you were like just putting a hamburger and making it like a like a hamburger sausage and just putting it on a bun. Like, it's not just a matter of mixing the media. They make a hamburger sausage. It's called sausage. 
<laughs> or like cutting the hot dog it's beef sausage <laughs> to where it fits on a hamburger bun. It's about mixing the two meats. Yeah, it's like it's at the, the restaurant. It was like it's the two meats. Burger. Yeah. It was burger. Yeah, hot dog cut up. Okay, on there in clarified butter, so that way it was already semi cooked and it had a little bit of a char to it, kind of like what you would mm-hmm. get from a good grilled dog. Yeah, cut that up, put it on top of your burger with a blanket of cheese, but your buns. That I used was two grilled cheeses. Oh. So that was my buns. It was a grilled cheese, grilled cheese burger nice. with that blanketed on top of it. So you had this grilled cheese Yikes. burger. I, I I don't know if I pooped for a bit. It sounds like a heart attack. Yeah, it, it was for sure. That definitely is a, a precursor to my health complications that I have now, I'm sure. <laughs> But <laughs> it may or will may not say have been part at of the that. time of I was probably like 19. It's a great time. So, I mean, you can eat, pretty much eat whatever you want to at that point in time. Yeah. And I encourage like, you know, young children and kids to eat whatever they want at that point in time. Um, so the one world more, is your oyster. <laughs> I have one more question about this. Yes. Did the restaurant have hot dogs on the menu? Um, no, not typically. They were just in the walk-in. Like you just kept them around for kids and shit? I think so. Yeah. Okay. It was just like as an alternative option. I mean, we had a lot of other things. Obviously, kids would be cool with a burger grilled and fries, or, grilled cheese, yeah, stuff right. like that too. But you know, I mean, if there's all else fails, we always like, oh, we have some hot dogs too that we have on if you would prefer that. So you're like, I don't know them. when we bought them last, but we yeah, got them. That might be why my stomach hurt. <laughs> <laughs> old hot dogs. Yeah, old dogs. Um and the last 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 food news I got for you, sir. Yes. Um, is new Lay's extras. What's the, what's so extra about them? Let me tell you what's extra about these Lay's is uh both uh two delicious flavors, extreme cheddar and honey habanero. Uh, it says they aren't kidding when they say extra flavor. These are probably the most flavorful chips that you'll ever have. Um, so they are like a, a kettle cooked chip. Um, they're a traditional kettle cook, but they put like triple the amount of topping and stuff that's on there. As so that's to just the extra. Elastic. Yeah. So it's like whenever you get like the nacho cheese kettle cook. I don't know that I've had a kettle chip that's actually been nacho cheese before. I can't say I have either. But that's an interesting thought Probably to like me. an aged cheddar kettle chip. Probably something, like something that. to that effect. But there's something other, I don't know that I've actually been like. I'm thinking like nacho cheese as in like, like again, like the stereotypical Dorito nacho cheese that you would get. Right. I'm not thinking of that, but I've, I've never had that on there. But the, yeah. like a spicy kettle cook chip I've had before. So definitely like a habanero would yeah. make sense. Um, but I'm excited to try it, see how extra flavorful these are whenever they come out. Yeah. Why not? Why not? Holy love it. shit. Did you poop your pants again? Not yet. Okay. But I'm thinking about it. Oh. I'm also thinking about the IFNZ network what the network the network is off the fucking chain (laughs) (laughs) so awesome dude we're on youtube and (laughs) we're on i thought only famous people are on youtube i know i thought so too and a lot of youtubers are getting canceled maybe we'll be one of them (laughs) i guarantee (laughs) speaking of cancel culture and and getting canceled you should go check out the ifnz network uh, YouTube page. We'll link. True. We'll link the description in in the description below. Every time, every show, we it's have the, on there. You need to click on it because there's so many different things that are on there that you could check out. You could check out episode zero of an obscure obsession. Yeah. You can check out uh, new uh, live streams that are going to be posted on there yep. uh, every single time going forward. We're gonna have uh, live versions of our audio episodes right. that will start going on there. Yeah, from- if you like it in your ears. You might be liking it on your eyes. I love things on my eyes. <laughs> like a good LASIK every now and then. Everyone, everyone, a casual LASIK. You, just a casual LASIK. You know, you <laughs> stop in and you're just like, I get some. <laughs> and they're like, sure. Um, That's what watching IFNZ Network is like. It's like casual LASIK for your eyes. <laughs> Chad, yes, we all know that you love hats. I love hats, but if we there's even an episode called "I Love Hats," right? There is. I it was. It's probably one of the 
number one episodes of all time. Can I tell you that I just ordered two more hats that should be coming to my house within the week? You can, but I want to ask you one more thing. Okay. If you had to pick a favorite kind of hat or a favorite hat, period, Ooh. what would that one be? Mm, that's a good question. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so many great hats out there. Um, yeah. I, I'm really liking the brimless hat. Yeah. Like the, the no... No bill, the mm-hmm. billless hat, not brimless. Yeah, uh, the billless hat. I the think skull that cap that you kind of wore. That was that it's was a classic. Um, yeah. I think it's a classic hat that like uh, is unique, and it says, "Hey, I don't, I don't like a bill." Yeah, no bills here, please. <laughs> this so, episode is brought to you by Chef Wardy's Ravioli. <laughs> what? So speaking of Tiger King, yeah, uh, Netflix is going to be uh, celebrating the Tiger King anniversary. With a drag queen special, yeah, yeah, on Netflix, on Netflix, yeah. It looks as though let's 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 read a little bit. Okay, um, Netflix is hosting a live TikTok musical. Okay, uh, called Tiger Queens, the Tiger King musical. <laughs> um, I guess it, and maybe it's already out. Um, I don't know how to get a hold of this because I don't know anything about like TikTok. TikTok musical. Is it on TikTok and Netflix's TikTok account? Okay, so it's not on Netflix. Maybe not. It's on TikTok, uh, but it's on the Netflix account. It stars RuPaul's gotcha. Drag Race alums uh, Kim Chi is going <laughs> to be Carol Baskin. Heidi in Closet's going to be the Tiger, and uh, William. I don't know who William is. Maybe there's a last I don't know. Name. I've not watched a lot of uh, uh, a lot of RuPaul's Joe Drag Race. I've been watching a lot more recently. Yeah, uh, which I've it, heard it's a good time. I heard it's, it's fun. Yeah, uh, the the. You never know who you're gonna get as a as a guest judge. Uh-huh. Um, I, I I watch it casually, like it's on the background sometimes, um, and so I just kind of I kind of keep track of what's going on. But sometimes it's a little painful because you're like that queen needs to go, that queen needs to go, and like only one can go off each show. So yeah. it's like okay, I'll just wait until next week for that next one to get kicked off until like the good ones. Am I, am I right in thinking this is the show right where RuPaul says sashay away? Yes. That's absolutely. the, I'm, yep. I'm correct. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, also correlated with the Tiger King, uh, Microsoft announced that MLB, the show 21 will be arriving on Xbox and not only on Xbox, but on Xbox game pass day one on 420. Hot dang. Um, this year, so this has been a complete um, exclusive deal that Sony has always had with the MLB. Okay. Um, there's never been a MLB, um, not necessarily MLB branded game because they've had baseball games before in the past on the Xbox. Usually, I think the franchise is called like RIB baseball, RIB baseball, and the MLB uh, the show brand has always exclusively been on um, Sony's platforms. Oh, so. They've struck up a deal now, the MLB, to have the game be on multiple platforms, including being on Sony, on uh, Xbox. Now, not only is it on there, but it's also going to be on there on Xbox with a basically like the deluxe version of the game for people to play for free as long as you have Xbox, which just seems to me like, I don't know what happened, but it's kind of <laughs> like a big slap to the face to Sony. It does seem like Because that, it's yeah. like... If you're a Sony fan and you have a PS5, you're going to have to pay like 70 bucks for the exact same quality version that you're going to get on Game Pass day one. Yeah. So that was a pretty big exclusivity deal and like a big slap to the face to Sony in that sense. But I wonder why. Maybe excited to see like that that kind of a deal was, was able to happen, actually. I don't know if it'll open up for other third party stuff yeah. that's exclusive to that for other things down the road. Yeah. But hmm. there was uh, there was some news that came out a little bit ago. That uh, that really just immediately made me want to watch something that I wasn't really in for. I mean, I guess I was going to watch it no matter What's what. What's that? Uh, Donald Faison was cast as the professor in the Powerpuff Girls. Yeah, show and it's live action. Yeah, it's always talked, it was always going to be like yeah, that, right? Yeah, and. But that is what's confusing me because they said that the show's format and everything that's going with. I don't know if we talked about this. I don't, I'm not I don't sure. remember. I don't think so. The show's format and the way that it's going to be presented and shot is in that of a CW show. Yeah. yeah. Like a la like Riverdale or yeah. something of that effect. And I didn't realize that that was kind of the direction mm-hmm. they were trying to take it. Absolutely. I think they have the don't they have the girls cast already as well? Yeah, the girls are cast. Uh-huh. Um, one of them was familiar. I can't remember which one, though. Uh huh. Um, but then yeah, Donald Faison was cast, and I was like, I'm in. Okay, like that's all it took. Yeah. <laughs> that's I'm all curious it took. who they'll cast for like villains and how those villains will be portrayed. So there was, I don't know if it was if they had actually cast it, and maybe they had. 
but they had said a cast uh, that one of the characters would be the son of Mojo Jojo. Oh. Um, so I'm wondering if that's how they're getting away from like a monkey man. Um, yeah. Is that like, oh, it's this kid and it's a human and we can explain that right away. Like, no problem. Um, and, but that's where I was like, I wonder if we'll see more of that kind of little bit of creative thinking mm-hmm. to go, okay, how can we get away from these monsters? Think, like, what other characters would do well? I know that there's the princess character, the one that like wants to be a Powerpuff girl. She's like a snowy oh, yeah. or rich girl mm-hmm. or whatever that wants to be that way. And she like basically has stuff that her daddy pays for, for her to be able to have like, you know, she's got like heels that have like rocket boosters in them so she can fly too now. And yeah. you know, she's got different things that make her able to do super stuff like kind they do kind of with thing. them a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So I know that that would be a little bit more realistic to do because it just would be another person. Yeah. Maybe him because him's very, you know, even though it's like a weird demon creature kind of a thing, you could easily you make could easily a, do that, you know, kind of like making more a little human. bit. Yeah. yeah. Just a slightly like, cause you know, him's always been very feminine in that kind of a sense yeah. and whatnot, but that just kind of a little bit more of a flamboyant, like evil villain kind of yeah. a person would be easy to pull. That's yeah. what I was wondering. Cause I know like, not just Mojo Jojo, but there's a lot of other villain like characters that are that kind stuff. of, yeah, like yeah. big monsters, almost like Kaiju style, yes, like absolutely. that kind of a big style. But um, yeah, I didn't know how that would end up going. Yeah, I wonder what they'll, what they will be fighting. Like, you know, Archie, the Riverdale gang uh, kind of comes up against some, what seem like supernatural things that end up being almost um, like X-Filesy a little bit where it's like some of it's real, but some of it's just some like now, person I, behind it. I know that the Powerpuff Girls has had comic book adaptations before. Have do they have an adaptation that's similar to like a Riverdale so. or like a Chilling Adventures of Sabrina or something like no, that? No, I don't. Not that I can recall. I think everything's really stayed true to the the just original. The, yeah, just bare bones, kind of like regular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think they've gotten that creative. Which you know, Archie the the Riverdale stuff didn't really get that way until. Within like the last less than ten years, like Mark yeah. Wade got a hold of the property and kind of grew it up and brought mm-hmm. it more into the it was that was the same adventure with Sabrina, right? And then too? yeah, they that, did that wasn't until like two thousand sixteen or seventeen when they started making those. Yeah, absolutely. So it's yeah. all all that's pretty frequent, pretty new. It was before they developed those shows, but um, now I could see them doing it the opposite. Now that we'll have absolutely. knowledge of what they're going to be doing, they'll probably be able to make stuff like that too. But Part of me is like really cool to see something that kind of have like an idea of what's an idea. going on. Yeah, something to kind of pinpoint and yeah. see what they're kind of working yeah. with whenever it comes it's to that. Definitely a big mystery box, like on on that side. But I'm in. I'll watch it. Did we talk about the uh, the Star Wars Legends canon novels that are going to be reissued for the 50th anniversary? Mm-mm. So they got several popular Legends canon novels that are going to be republished with new cover art and different things celebrating the Essential Legends collection. Oh, um, nice. And it's the 50th anniversary of those. Uh, it said the publisher, Del Rey, said that the first three to come out will be Heir to the Empire. Okay. Um, Darth Bane's Path, De- Path of Destruction and uh, the Mace Windu Shatterpoint uh, novel. Those will all come out and be available on june 15th republished those are their essentials they're calling those are the first three essentials that seems like a a weird like i I guess these are like the legends they just want to make sure they bring up i don't know why i don't know maybe they're going to use some of the stuff from the other ones maybe shadows of the empire isn't going to be a legends for too much longer potentially that's why i know that's what i said they they have other ones that said uh additional Oh, uh, Shatterpoint is also the the Mace Windu one is going to have an unabridged audio edition where it's going to be voice acted and stuff too. Please tell me that they're bringing back Samuel Jackson for that. That'd be kind of cool. <laughs> yes, I mean um, he loves that character. Like, yeah. I think that he's really has an affinity for the Mace Windu character. So let him at least kind of live that out in an audiobook form. That would be awesome. Yeah, for sure. Um, but it says additional legend canon novels will be republished this fall as well. Nice. Um, and he said just uh, stay tuned to for follow yeah. updates and stuff like that those are just the first three and yeah. we know they're gonna hit in the summer yeah along with the audio adaptation like splinter of the mind's eye is that gonna be real like are the, you know is that it like- could be that's what i'm saying like and that's what was what was weird to me because i would think that like if you're gonna go for like the bread and butter yeah creme de la creme i would assume shadows and the empire would be like up there at least in your top three yeah because i mean it's it's I would assume probably the one of the best selling, if not the best selling of those. Yeah, I think like like uh, the the Dark Empire stuff. Did you say that was one of them on the first one? Uh, Heir to the Empire. Heir to the Empire. Yeah, yeah. Uh, That all seems to make sense because they've already kind of 
said that you know they've already made the story that doesn't go air the empire style yeah um so that makes sense that that's immediately going to go that direction but yeah there's you know there's some pretty good stories in there that uh that i kind of hold high at least on my end here's what i want tell me tell me about it audio done version voice acted of all young jedi knights (laughs) (laughs) yeah like an audible like give me like seasons of it like a like like a like a logan like the wolverine like the long night or whatever kind of a thing Give let's me do a, it a let's make a story me and you yeah are you gonna be uh jana uh i mean we could probably get some other people nope. to help us me and you only no we're gonna voice girls i'm i'm planning on i see myself more in like a director kind of producer type role absolutely not you're gonna be dubaka too <laughs> Dewey, <laughs> I see myself doing a lot more of like the the audio tech engineering, and I'm going to give Jason the most southern accent behind the scenes. Dewey, what are you doing over there? I'm going to turn evil soon. I do want to do that. Like, I'd like to create like an audio drama mm-hmm. of some sort. Like, that whether it's getting a lot more popular yeah. online, and it's very like obviously his super indie the way that people do it and yeah. stuff. But there's a a couple of Zelda sites that i follow like zelda universe and, mm-hmm. and whatnot like on facebook and twitter and uh i think it was zelda universes that actually had um they have people that do a podcast and stuff and those people produced directed and they like cast for um basically voiceover versions of the the video games i got so you. they would go through like breath of the wild and every single cutscene would get completely redone voice acted and whatnot i see um same thing with any of them like ocarina of time so mm-hmm. it would be like here's this you know took all the cutscenes out here's this basically like 45 minute to an hour long movie that tells the the story front to back conceptually mm. and we've now voice acted it and we have a link voice we have a zelda voice we've got a definitive ganon voice kind yeah. of thing and Every character, they'll add in certain dialogue points that need to be there because obviously there's certain things that don't have it. Obviously, Link, Link has zero dialogue. Right, yeah. But, like, you know, you have lines written for Ganondorf because he talks quite a bit at some point in time mm-hmm. for certain games and stuff like that. So you have stuff to kind of go off of with that. Mm-hmm. Same thing with, like, Young Jedi Knights. It'd be really cool because you'd just be able to kind of cast and pick out all of the things that we really like dialogue-wise mm-hmm. and then just kind of move over from there. So it's it's definitely feasible. If you find other people that are fans, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, we I think we've got a small enough group of people that where we could produce it, like yeah. of like friends and family and whatnot. That would coming twenty twenty two. We could pick a young a, Jedi Knights. Let's let's find something that's smaller, or do like a do like a a ten page version of it. Like let's just take a part of it and do a little production of it. I'm not very good at uh, condensing things. I'm lengthy as it is. Mm-hmm. So like. Having somebody or taking you could we could even take a script and make our own version of something now and just kind of try it out. Who would you uh, who would you cast for certain things for like what for certain roles and stuff like that? Or like who you think has like good voices that you would put into certain roles in what in what property, though, is what I'm in, in Young Jedi Knights. We'll, we'll say I'm that not... we could still go with that one. OK, so who's our characters? We got Lobaka, Jason, Jason Jaina, Lobaka. Uh, what's the the princess with the one arm eventually? I'm asking you the question because I don't remember any of them. I don't remember her name either. <laughs> OK, so we've got four characters, essentially, right? You got Luke. OK, Luke's in there. I would. Luke has dialogue. I'll be Luke. Um because I don't think Luca has a lot of dialogue, so I'd be yeah. more comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. Um, on my side, uh, I could I could see you pulling double duty with uh, with Jason and with Lobaka. Okay, because um, they're they're different enough to where you. The could... cool thing about Lobaka is he wears that belt that has the the C unit or not C, What are they called? Protocol unit inside of the belt. Oh, and it, there's a translator. It talks for him. That's right. Because so, he'll still growl and stuff like that, but the translator says everything for him. So while you're doing that, you you could do like an overlay of like mm-hmm. actual my my Lobaka growls will be in the background. The overlay yes. will just be me like, this is what Lobaka's saying. Yes, you know, exactly. Kind of thing yeah. underneath it. So it's like a robot. In uh-huh. there. It's not. It's not like a translator to be like, this is my voice. Like it's, it might be. I don't remember distinctly which one. How it, is. it goes about. I know it. De- like they actually say it is a protocol droid, but it's just fitted as a belt, basically. I see. Yeah, I see. Um, who has an interesting narrator voice? If I had to get a narrator, mm. I'd get Greg. Greg. Greg would be yeah. an awesome narrator. Like to just kind of like he could read me a phone oh, book. He could, and, he could be like in a galaxy far, far. No, away. I think he just has like a like even just talking. Like I, yeah. I would just follow along. He didn't have to do a special voice. Um, and then I guess if we're if we're if we're expanding, you don't have to pull double duty. That would be unnecessary. Um, I would put you in the Lobaka mm. like side of things and i would get like maybe like josh to do jason 
Yeah. Like he he could Who do you think could be uh the like the villain? You've got the other academy, the the dark academy that's training Sith okay. basically or or dark Jedi or whatever you want to call them. Mm-hmm. I don't think they actually describe themselves as like Sith. Do they have do they all have um is there like an equal part of like four There's kids? There's one character like that's a, like a prince. He's like a a young prince character and he's like basically like their opposition. Okay. So there's like one one bad guy. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. I don't know. I don't know Would about be a that good bad guy. You know, but I'm thinking like like uh, one of the guys from Muddy Monsters. Do you think one of them could be a good bad guy? I don't know. Uh, Mike probably has a good bad guy voice. Yeah, I think he could he could turn on the turn the on the evil a little bit. I do bit. the evil, but if if I was doing something like a la Ganondorf, where you yeah. have to have like that big like. <laughs> you know kind of voice. yeah i could i could pull that but i don't know like something I think sinister a, evil kind of absolutely. a thing like that like very methodical like you would get from somebody that's supposed to be like a, a slick smooth kind of villain that's that's not necessarily me i think your your uh your wife would be amanda would be well, i don't like i'm calling Am- her amanda Mandalorian. you call her you call her amanda sometimes and so it throws me off mandy would be a good the one-armed lady yeah uh, that'd be good i'd put her in that and then who would we cast as Jana? Um, so maybe you would I'd pull do double Carl, duty. Carly. You, you would be maybe have Josh yeah. and Carly yeah. just do the brother and yeah, sister. Yeah, because she's got kind of a smaller doer. voice, and that's kind of what I imagine for <laughs> yeah. Jana. It's like a, a, a you know. Um, so you would pull double duty, I think, because I think you would be good at the the bad guy, and also you could pull off Lobaka uh, in that. So hey, thanks. That would be, and then yeah, we already cast a narrator um, in there. <laughs> like Luke's dialogue is just like. I don't know. Go swing a light, brother, saber or something. I'm going to go over here. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> I'm going to go to this island for a while. And then, uh, <laughs> and then we could we could obviously pull in like Jay and like Thomas for an ensemble cast mm-hmm. of just like random, like different characters that we needed because I think they can pull off a bunch of like random short like stuff where it's like, hey, say this, hey, say that, hey, say mm-hmm. this, and we That'd could get good. it. And uh, a lot of people like we could get them to do it in their own homes. Like they don't even have to like. Yeah, that's the beauty of it too. I they think send that, it all in. That they were doing even more of the the video game adaptations for the Zeldas and stuff like that because it was like a however long project that they were doing before. But since everybody was down last year because yeah. of the Backstreet Boys reunion tour, mm-hmm. um, it was just extended out that much further. Yeah, because everybody was just able to like get it home, crank out the audio. Everybody was just like, "Well, I'm not doing anything else, so I might as well go ahead and mix and master all this stuff and get it ready to go mm-hmm. and get it synced up with all of the video game, yeah, uh, stuff and get everything matching." Yeah, it'd be cool to have like something. Maybe we can we can write a little. I gotta maybe I can write something. It'd be it'd be interesting just to do. Uh, you know, we got we got to milk the same thing. Do like a, a Toby took. Uh script that we can actually act out and do an audio uh play of that which is you know just be like a 10 15 minute yeah uh of that would be like an interesting conceptor mm-hmm. to do that i like that anything about that that would probably be the easiest for yeah. us to do i mean be able to have that as conceptual and then you could actually do better direction that way too because you know the insight of what specific people have going on inside their heads like what yeah. they're supposed to be thinking or feeling because that's very important to know. I, I would assume, anyway, as far as like doing voice acting, you need to know and get yourself in this mindset of how a person is feeling, like to a T, while they're delivering a line. Because it kind of you can hear certain things yeah. in the voice where they're not just anger and stuff like that, but I mean like sadness. If a person's supposed to deliver it kind of straight, but you're supposed to hear them like in their voice, like a little bit like kind of low and a little yeah. grovelly because they're trying to hold back something, then you know you need to be. A, have that fed to you so yeah. you'd be able to do that better with those characters mm-hmm. you, you fucking made them absolutely well and like uh in that i would you would be the narrator slash when we wrote it in troubadours we determined the narrator was the uh, toby's boss essentially was mm-hmm. it was the the kind of the guy who ran the gas station slash body shop whatever it was mm-hmm. that toby worked at so you're the narrator slash boss guy because i think you would you would Pull off that like, yeah, I'm Buck, like kind of like, yeah, <laughs> uh, very well. And then like, it, like Buck from Kill Bill. I don't know. You know what I'm talking about? No, I can't remember Kill no. Bill. This is the guy that that has sex with uh, what's her face, the bride. Whenever she's like in a coma after like the beginning of it, yeah. Like, oh, my name's Buck, and I like to fuck. <laughs> uh, <I laughs> that guy that. had that really gross, trashy dude. Yeah, so that's the that's Toby's boss's Buck. Gross. 
Um, That'd be cool. Uh, is this? I guess we could expand upon it a little bit more now. Yeah. Um. So going from there, would this audio thing almost be set up kind of like an interview? Um. I don't know. We kind of treat it. I would think. I don't know. Could you treat it like that? Kind of right. coming back to something that we talked about a little bit earlier yeah. too. What if you did it like Arrow in a bit? Where you have specific sub scenes that are translated back and forth. Okay. Almost like a, not, I don't really know how you would be able to do it well. I was gonna say, like, almost kind of thinking like how you'd like have the turn the page, and that would basically <laughs> turn you back over to the next segment that it was like in the car and what's going on. And then my, my thinking was like, not just an interview, like, I'm from News Channel, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I'm thinking interview as in like Blair Witch. Oh, like, I see. I'm like just talking to local townspeople about the lore, style, like, like kind of like an indie documentary style. And you just have people that are like a guy and a girl, like somebody's just doesn't talk much because they're basically they're holding a camera maybe. And they just say some like a couple little lines here and there's like, I don't know, I'll, I'll re-record over that later. You know, <laughs> he said something weird there or whatever. Well, uh, and then somebody yeah. else is interviewing Buck talking about the story or something like that and then it just kind of goes from there to whatever's happening well i i like i kind of imagine and and as because we didn't really set this part up as much as like the it, we're working at the we'll, we'll call it a we'll say that toby works at a gas station slash body shop style like thing mm-hmm. and he has messed up somebody's car like done something and they want to talk to a manager. And so mm-hmm. Buck comes up 1978 Oldsmobile. And, and uh, this couple is Cutlass like Supreme. <laughs> can you know, can you do something about this guy? Like we asked him to change our oil and he, 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 all he did was do whatever, you know? And, uh, and he's like, listen, you know, this is Toby. Toby's had a dramatic experience just recently. Toby's got and, a little bit of the old PTSD. And you know like he saying? goes in and he starts telling them the whole story of the, like, he just, that's his explanation for like, yeah. I'm sorry about my employee, but it's yeah. like, and so we need a couple to do like a little bit part. Like they're not yeah. like really heavy into there, but like maybe we could pull a, like a, just Josh and Carly to pull like some like one liners and that. And then like, but and like, so you're buck talking to him. What are like at the end of the story, whenever you've had it for like, episodes time you know like you your episode like four or something that's yeah. the end of it it's like a four episode arc right. or something and it just ends with him going and that's the story of old toby took over there and then <laughs> they're just like wow that was the most unnecessary 10 minutes waste of my life that i've ever heard yes <laughs> yeah and can so you just... tell him to change my oil yes i will man <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah, so that would be I think that would be doable. Like that's that seems like the easiest like transition of this and uh it's it's a wildly inappropriate story that uh just is delights me to no end. So yeah. the more we can milk it the better. I love milking our own stuff, man. <laughs> hey, uh I know other things you love. Yeah. Ace Ventura. Pet Detective. Pet Detective. Uh When Nature Calls. Do you want that was more part two? Do I want more? Do you want a part three? Is it going to be Dumb and Dumber or Two Dumb Dumber? What was the second one? I forgot. <laughs> dumb and Dumber 2. Too Dumb and Too Dumber. I don't remember. <laughs> dumb and Dumber 2, yeah. Yeah. Which is just spelled T-O. T-O, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they're going to make a third one. Yeah. The Amazon's in talks with the writers from the Sonic the Hedgehog movies. Or oh. movie. Yeah, I guess movies at this point. It is so, too. Th- uh, so they would that be like, do we know like Jim's just like, yeah, I'll do that. I would assume so. Okay. I would. And especially since he is in the Sonic the Hedgehog movies. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking there. He likes what they're about, maybe. And, uh, and he likes what like, Sonic's about or what the people are about. I, I think he likes the writers. That's my guess. <laughs> He's a huge Sonic fan. <laughs> Love Sonic. I mean, why? Why else we never would he do this movie? whole time? Why else would he be a Dr. Robotnik? <laughs> um but uh money <laughs> money <laughs> uh but so yeah i'm wondering if like he really likes that relationship and so they've paired up to do this potentially ace ventura 3 that looks like they're with amazon is yeah is gonna kind of be, be really cool to carry like pick up on where we left off with him kind of a thing as far as like a story yeah. of ace goes like an older ace basically like a a retired pet detective maybe a logan like like Logan style or like young man and, or uh, what's that old man and cub like kind of storyline where like thing. maybe he finds a kid who's really like into he's got the same like things like he can almost like call birds and yes. shit like that kind of like he could yeah. it's he's, like, uh, doing, like a little train it's thing. Billy from 4C and uh, 
<laughs> from, I'm from the original from Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, Sublime Kid. It's he can talk to birds. <laughs> Pretty bird. Do you know that that was a, a potential name for the can't get rights was Billy and Forcey? No, that was like one of the names we were gonna. That was we were throwing around. I like that one. Was uh, I would I really liked it. I we, we kind of I don't know why we didn't go with it, but mm-hmm. but Billy and Forcey was, and also because we both thought, and I don't know how you thought, but I thought Enforcey was his last name, Billy. In Forcey, uh, no, like no, I meant like you always in, thought in it was Forcey. Forcey, you always knew yeah, that. Yeah, see, we both thought it was in Forcey, like E N. I think where are they supposed to be initially from? Are they from Jersey, Providence, Rhode Island? Providence. Okay, so is everything that he's in based in Rhode Island? I don't think so. I think that's the only thing, right? No, uh, my myself and Irene's in Providence. Is it? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, because he's a Rhode Island state trooper. Oh, in the movie. See, I don't know if I ever really saw. I the whole if, thing is if is Jim Carrey from Rhode Island. That's no, just something that he, I just meant that'd be kind of cool if that was like a thing. He just likes it. I forget, yeah. He just really likes Rhode Island. <laughs> something about that just uh just sings that him. tiny state. It's so small. I will tell you that like when I was a teenager, mm-hmm. not even a teenager, like 10, you know, age. Teenager. I wrote I was a teenager. <laughs> I was writing stories. I wrote like about this like superhero that I made up and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And he was from Providence, Rhode Island, because that's where Dumb and Dumber took place. <laughs> that was, that was, I was like, I love Providence, Rhode Island, and I want to grow up and move to Providence, Rhode Island, um, was like what I was all about. Absolutely. Do you have any, um, any, uh, last minute music things? I, we haven't talked about music in, I think, a few episodes, and I just want to, before we say goodbye to the folks, music? anything new that you've listened to that we need to um, make sure people are aware of? Gosh, I, I'm trying to think of anything new. Um, let me let's look. Let's have a look. See uh, about <laughs> open Spotify. Let's try to find how <laughs> do I listen? Listens. How do I listen to music? Let's let's look at our music histories. <laughs> have you been listening uh, to anything? I'll tell you. I uh, death from above. Uh, death from above's uh, new album is out. Uh, is for lovers is what okay. it's called. Yes. Um, Remember you tell me about it's this. probably. I. It is not my favorite album for theirs. Oh, it, it's trying to take back. I think a little bit too much to what like the first album was, and I really really love the first album. But it's like a. It, it's kind of more so of a callback to that very first album. But to me, it's just like it's like a blend between like the newest stuff and that first album. And it, it made something that was not quite up to snuff. Not what I was looking for. I see there. It's very hit or miss as far as the album goes. Whereas I think those first at least the second album and the third album I could listen to front to back all day, every day kind of a thing. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's super, super good. But this one I was like, there's about half of them I, I would definitely pick through kind of like what I do with that first album. Yeah. Um, so it, it's not my favorite, but it is it is pretty good. Um, Joy Wave, who I, I enjoy quite a bit. You enjoy Wave It? I enjoy Wave It um, quite a bit. And uh, they've got a new single out called After Coffee. It's very, very awesome and very, uh, very somber and a little moody. Uh, different tone for them in that sense. Um, a little bit, I feel like. Um, but it's it's really good, and I'm enjoying that quite a bit, too. Nice. And uh, what's the other one? Oh, Shaky Graves put out an entire album from that Georgia Moon. I thought it was just it was supposed to be like a five-song or EP. Yeah. But it ended up coming out, and it was, I think it's like a full 12 songs. Nice. And it has I haven't a couple listened of, to any of them yet. It has a couple live stuff uh, that's on there. It's It seems almost more like back to the original kind of stuff. Oh, I see. Yeah. Um, very, very much. So a little bit more folksy again, mm-hmm. but it seems almost like the audio, audio version, like, or not the audio version, the audio quality, the quality of it seems almost like it was like a garage recording for oh. like everything. It was just kind of odd to me because every album has always had pretty good production. Yeah. Overall. Well, it seems like, it seems like it's very, like you almost have like a little bit of a hiss in some of the songs when you're listening to it. I specifically remember there being a lot of, uh, kind of frustration about um, uh, the the just way that he recorded things didn't really provide you the same feeling of like a live version. Sure. So I'm wondering if that was noted mm-hmm. and was like, well, and let this, me try to have provide some... more of a live feel. Right. And this, this this deluxe version has some live stuff that's on there that has that same tonal quality to it too, which makes me feel like maybe this was all recorded very similar or that like just straight up the same way. Could be yeah. everything, and and it's not a live album, mm-hmm. but it all has the exact same tonal quality that way. Yeah, 
So, I mean, maybe that is what he's trying to go for to try and kind of strike up grab some stuff that again. Yeah. Could but be. It's very, very reminiscent of some of the older stuff, very folksy and stuff. So if you enjoy older shaky graves, you'll probably like this. Nice. Very yeah. cool. Um, I've, I've listened to a little bit of the, the Biebs new album. Yeah. Justin Bieber's new album, Justice. I've heard um, uh, Mandy told me she said she heard a couple of songs off of that weren't too terrible. I like that Lonely song a lot. Yeah. Um, that one's really good. And uh, there's another of oh, that Holy song's not horrible either. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's, it's been okay. I've been skipping around it. Yeah. Uh, Juliana Theory put out a new album. Um, and I thought that it's called A Dream Away. And I was like, oh, this is going to be like a, a whole new Juliana Theory. I haven't listened to Juliana Theory in forever. Um, but a lot of it is what they call reimagined versions. So it's like a lot of their hits, but they've like re-recorded them and everything. Cool. And, uh, you know, they're, they're older. It's like 20 years later for a lot of that stuff. And, um, so it's not a lot of like the high pitch, like in your eyes, like they do like a, a little bit like more mellowed version of it. That makes me think of it because this. Not not the same at all, but it, it's it makes it's, me think of something that's not made, even close. Well, it was just because we talked last time we talked about music, we talked about the Taylor Swift thing, yeah, and doing the reissuing of yeah, albums, she's doing the in the certain the orders and stuff yeah. like that. It'd be really cool to have certain takes for certain artists like that, yeah, for their other albums or other songs and stuff that are popular, and hearing them be re-recorded, and yeah. if almost kind of like. If I was to write this song and it's me nowadays, yes. would it sound different? How would it sound different? Same tone, same, you know, not, you know, I mean, is it the, the same thing? You know, I mean, like now coming off of something like folklore or whatever, if she right. wrote something like blank space now, would it sound funny? You should say that. Would it sound completely different? She's doing that right now. Oh, she is? Yeah. Wow. She's actually doing the uh, the Taylor Swift versions of songs. Yeah. Because, like, she's out from under, like, her big record label deals cool. and everything, where she was kind of forced to do things a certain way. Yeah. And so she's, I think she's done a couple of songs right uh, so far um, and done just a read, kind of a reimagining a, True. if I wrote this song now. I don't know if it's more of if I wrote the song now <laughs> or this is how I originally did it or what it is, but it's the Taylor, it's, she, it's called the Taylor That's Swift really version. really fucking weird. Yeah. <laughs> but I was like thinking of like other artists too, because like as much as it hasn't changed, his voice to me has gotten better for Claudio uh-huh. for like Coheed and stuff. Right. I feel like, cause I, I still, I still listen to dark sentencer quite a bit. Right. That, that album struck a chord with me for whatever reason. Absolutely. And I still think like as far, I was saying at one point in time that it was like my second favorite album because burning, uh, the fourth album. Yeah. Uh, burning star or whatever, Apollo. I, I always forget the name of it. Yeah. Um, part one or part two. Uh, part one. Part one. Was always my favorite one. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I, I honestly, I think I'm in team dark sins I love Absolutely. that album front to black. It's back. the it best is, written album it, that they've so, done. It's so fucking theatrical. It is very like, you can imagine everything in your head better than you can with any of the other storylines yeah. of stuff too. You can actually see the story unfolding yeah. as you listen to the songs. And I, I love the way that it's written yeah. and stuff. But part of me was like, I want to hear, I, it would be really cool to hear their interpretations of this album stuff yeah for stuff that came out like from the third album from like uh you know like the from like like favorite house atlantic and yeah. stuff like that would it come out tonally if they wrote it how they're writing music now for these albums Absolutely. and stuff like that well and it's really uh, cool to see this yeah because i think was it is it flames is it what's it called in flames down in flames flames which one the the one song on on dark sentencer yeah is uh is in my opinion their best written song period like it is the one with the nanas the yes yeah yeah uh maybe there's some like feelings of like live memories i've got from listening to them that's why i say the whole album as far as thematically because yeah that song is amazing and stuff on its own yeah but at the same time if you listen to the whole album front to back you see the things they've done in that song yeah how the whole theme of the song the tone Mm -hmm. the notes and the structure are completely mirrored and mapped from what you hear at the very beginning yeah. of the album and what's really soft at the very Absolutely. end of the album. Like this is this is this was the climax of the story. This is where it was all mm-hmm. leading to and the whole big cusp, like this final big battle kind of a thing yeah. of what of them trying to get out of the sentencer um together and leaving the judge guy behind or whatever. And of it's, course, you know, Vaxus and and uh is being born, I'm assuming, in the last track. 
It's because having it's sex. Yeah, that's consuming what I mean. them. Lucky stars. Consuming them. That's not what I meant. <laughs> They're eating the babies. <laughs> <laughs> They're uh, what's that called when you make babies? Conception. Conceptualizing, yeah, vaccines. They're, con- they're they're conceptioning. Yeah. What is the word for that? I know conceiving. They're, yeah. There, yeah, go conceiving. They're, they're the making child. it. Yeah, they're making a baby. Making that baby. Mm-hmm. He's putting that daddy butter. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, lucky. That's what I'm saying. Like, like I would imagine that's what's happening right. because we know this is all kind of leading up to the the conception of of Vaxus. Right. But yeah, that's what I mean. Like, it's really cool thematically because you end up hearing the, that tune almost as like a little jingle kind of like what they did with the older coheed albums because uh-huh. you would always have that big swelling thing that always starts every single album because it's just kind of like this is the intro music whenever you're watching lord of the rings every time lord of the rings pops up it always yeah. the, you yeah. always have that that's your theme song yeah that's basically what we're doing here but we're throwing it and peppering it in yeah. little bits and pieces here it's and typical there. uh it's you know con- concept album like that's something that's pretty typical in that side of things yeah. and it works yeah it works yeah um you know that's what i like about like the wonder years does that mm-hmm. or has done that with their two bursts and decay albums they didn't do make a choice to do any kind of greatest hits, yeah. even though they've got like six, seven albums. They made like, hey, let's let's reimagine these songs as acoustic songs since they're like fast, punky, emo, like screamo kind of stuff from when we were first a, a band. Let's try to rewrite them as like chill out acoustic songs. And yeah. I thought that was really cool. And I think that if anybody has the opportunity, do that instead of a greatest hits. Everybody knows how to make a playlist these days. Yeah. They make their own their own greatest hits, but what they can't do is make a, a version mm-hmm. that's what uh it's uh what's his name uh what dashboard confessional did what mm-hmm. uh uh Cabrera uh Cabrero <laughs> Cabrero uh yeah did uh with uh with like the first four or five albums like mm-hmm. he just did like solo acoustic versions of all like, those songs I was like oh this is awesome there was like a definitive version of for Amberlin that they did for like a greatest hits that came out um, shortly before like their what would be their last album mm. and then what would end up being basically like the last album was almost the exact same thing front to back but it was them redoing everything and then they like sprinkled in a couple of covers here and yeah. there too but it was all That's completely cool. acoustic and done that way yeah they were just like we already know i mean you guys have heard our songs obviously but yeah. here's this but a little bit something new kind of mixed in with the old exactly giving you that exactly yeah, i've been ob- obsessed with listening to a lot of this wildlife yeah, um, they had a new song, the "You Swore You You Swore Your Love Would Burn," uh, which the video for that is awesome. If you like cool. this wildlife at all, if you don't, uh, check it out. If you like Pokemon, uh, because it is essentially they've made uh, their music video is a it's an old school eight bit Pokemon game. Like that's cool. There, it's overhead, but like they just got a bunch of Home Depot boxes. And set out like a like a like they're going Almost through the like forest and everything, <laughs> and like they're walking through it, and they like run into people, and there's like the little subtitles in the bottom, and like I just saw your ex, and she's looking for you, or something like that, and like That's and cool. and then they do battles and and everything, so it's it's really good. Uh, I've been I've been really I've always been a this wildlife fan, but I've yeah. been really digging them lately, and uh, I've been trying to get into a little Noah Cyrus. Uh, there was a song I heard somebody do a rendition of. I think it's like called July, maybe. Yeah. Um, and I was like, I like that song. Who sings that? And uh, and I looked it up, and it was Noah Cyrus. And I was like, well, maybe I need to give this Noah Cyrus a chance. Yeah. Um, and, and he's got two albums out now. Um, I don't know if she does or not. Uh, I don't know how many there how many there are, but uh, yeah. But they're mm. this one. It seems like she does some like real heavy like pop stuff. Yeah. But then like this album that that July song on is on is like maybe a little more folksy. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I don't know yet. I, that's my next thing. That's a thing I got to do. That's your palm. Uh, if we have palms. If we had palms. That would be my palm. At uh, this place. We don't anymore. No. Hardly. And then uh, I forgot about palms, actually. It's okay. Um, and then Nobody missed them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and if they did, they didn't tell us in the didn't comments. They didn't tell us in the comments. Um, and then just been listening to a lot of spoken word from the old Henry Rollins. Uh, just been trying to. Where he reads your books. He doesn't read me Bible. any kind of like specific books. <laughs> Genesis like, chapter one. If anything, he's reading his books. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but yeah, there's some there's a bunch of stuff on uh, Amazon. It seems like it's the only place that you can find it is on like the Amazon Unlimited music or whatever. Um, so I've been going through and listening to that stuff right now. But that's cool. Yeah. You know, well, it's always good to to wrap up a show with uh with some stuff that's some Rollins with some stuff that's familiar you know people like to like to dip their toes back into something that's familiar like uh 
like uh, when we used to just segment things out and talk about things in in a very uh, news centric format. I feel New Zealand. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs>